Hello and good night, my fellow horror readers and horror fans. This is another episode of Ghost Hammer, and I know I said I was going to be talking about more of the folklore and scary stories of our existence, but you know, I think I want to make this podcast about fun stuff and things that I personally enjoy and hopefully others can enjoy if they go out of their way and listen for anyone who has been listening thank you for following along and enjoying this podcast i'm sorry it hasn't been a big consistency on what i wanted to do with it but you know how life is you make plans and not not all the plans fall through but what i want to talk about today and this great beautiful night is horror novels and and horror movies and all that stuff they go bump in the night horror action figures comic books that are scary or ghoulish almost kind of perfect for the uh, setting of a halloween what i want to talk about this um beautiful march night which is almost april crazy right how fast time goes but um back to the scary stories so i want to review to you guys a novel that i recently read um but before i do i want to give a big shout out to valencourt books they are republishing classic horror paperbacks from the 70s and 80s and maybe early 90s that are forgotten and are not being published and not being read i mean they're not at your local barnes and nobles they are things that you would have to really go on online and maybe pay a fortune for on ebay but what i want to talk about today is a book that i purchased from valencourt well from amazon through amazon but by Valencourt Books, which you can buy a lot of their books there, pretty cheap online. Um, I think the most expensive one that I saw there from Valencourt Books is like, I believe, 17 bucks. But other than that, they're good stories and they're definitely worth the dime. But the one I want to talk about right now is The Elementals by Michael McDonwell. First, let me talk to you about Michael McDonwell and how much of a genius this guy was and how fucked up it is that he is forgotten in time. See, what I've noticed about book writers is if you're not Stephen King or James Patterson or Dean Koontz, well, even Dean Koontz is kind of falling off the radar, but if you're not, you know, these mainstream writers nowadays, you know, talking about books and all that stuff you're kind of forgotten which is kind of sad because there's a lot of great writers of our time and of our generation of our era that lived among us that were really good and amazing almost surpassing stephen king level that's right i said it some of them are better than stephen king some of them not so some of them you read and you can feel the Stephen King reference. You could feel the way that they're trying to be like him. But this guy is completely different. And I love that about 
indie horror writers or horror writers that are just not on the mainstream market is the difference that they can bring to the table to me that's attractive in any horror novel it's what you bring to the table as opposed to what's in the table sorry for the background noise i have um, three birds so they're gonna be a little noisy if you're listening to this podcast don't worry hopefully in future podcasts i'm able to find a way to edit them out but if you're following along this far into the uh, podcast then obviously you're enjoying what you're listening to but back to uh michael mcdonald and why this guy's special He's special because he helped write the screenplay for Beetlejuice and Nightmare Before Christmas and several other movies as well. Um, I think here in the book, they do have listed what he's helped uh, screenplay. Oh, Tales from the Tales from the Dark and oh, a Stephen King adaptation thinner from 1996, which was a pretty good film, in my opinion. I mean, I'm a horror fan, so I don't really discriminate i'm not gonna pull a critic who just got done watching batman versus superman just going i did not like the soundtrack to this movie so i cannot like it like grow a pair but back to the uh, michael mcdonwell sorry i tend to get off topic but back to michael mcdonwell michael mcdonwell is a phenomenal writer he tells stories very different you see he's I'm assuming this guy comes from a southern background because he tells a lot of southern southern gothic horror stories. Now, southern goth is always something that's been interesting in me. I'm not necessarily a gothic human being, but I fall for things that are gothic related. I'm a big fan of The Cure and Sisters of Mercy and all those great musics from Typo Negative and you know 69 eyes so on and so forth some of my favorite superheroes are from the dark multiverse you know and and horror stories always attract fans of the goth culture but southern goth is a very different and unique thing southern goth is kind of just being wearing black in alabama on a sunny afternoon kind of thing that's more the goth tone um of southern goth and we don't really get that a lot i mean there's some writers that are touching upon it like stephen graham jones who's also another phenomenal writer kind of touched upon on southern goth with mongrels in novel format but if you really want to know more about southern goth the best way to get introduced to it is watching stuff like True Blood or Preacher. Stuff like that is very Southern goth. It's kind of perfect for the formula. But why I'm mentioning Southern goth is Michael McDonald seems to be very fascinated with the Southern goth format. For example, the novel I want to review tonight is The Elementals by Michael McDonwell. This book was the first book I picked up from Valancourt Books. I wanted to get into them and everyone on YouTube recommended Michael McDonwell's The Elementals. They say it's it's basically his it. It's his pet cemetery. It's his 
home run of novels, his magnum opus. And now that I've read it and got a chance to enjoy it, I get the chance to review it. And I gotta say, you know what? I really like this book. Now, the only problem I have is I'm I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a fan of quick-paced horror. I'm not big into reading a thousand-page novel about bullshit. Don't give me that. I did not like St- Stephen King's The Stand. Took me forever to get into the damn piece of shit. And you know what? Fuck it. It's a, fuck that book. It sucks. And if you like it, hey, more power to you. But I didn't. I can't stand that novel. But with Michael McDonwell, he wrote a quick short horror novel, only punching in, I believe, at 200 pages, which to me, I love. Horror should never be this big, long story about nothing. It should be quick and easy to the point. Now, don't get me wrong. I know it sounds like I'm trying to bash Stephen King. I'm really not. I'm a big Stephen King fan. Stephen King was the door to horror for me. I know a lot of kids got into Goosebumps, and I did too, but Goosebumps never scared me. That that felt very popcorn to me. It was very popcorn, kind of just like, oh, it's galactic week at school. I'm going to go buy me a book. Oh, here's a creepy dummy. I'll buy this one kind of thing. But Stephen King opened the door for me. But I know I'm ranting about thousand page novels but I'm trying to get to a point where I'm talking about short paced horror and short paced horror is always amazing to me because it gets to the point and the best way to start a short paced horror is have the action begin by chapter one I think it's my way of compelling the reader you get them in chapter one you have them coming back for more. But if I have to read a 20-page essay about how this kid had a tragic life and how he, you know, sleeps and eats and shits from time to time, well, I do that. Why do I need to escape into a novel when I can do that? I think quick-paced horror draws you in. And that's something I like about Dean Koontz's earlier work is by page one or two, shit hit the fan and you're tuning into the next chapter on the edge of your seat. But with Michael McDonwell, he's a slow burn. And that's the one thing I didn't really like about this novel was the fact that he was a slow burn. It kind of took a while for the action to kick in. As a matter of fact, I believe the action kicked in in the last four chapters of the book irritated me a little bit but here's where the southern goth kicks in he's building a world that's really beautiful that didn't take him a thousand pages to build all this lore around it you got the gist now here's a quick summary of the novel the elementals is about let me see. I might read the back to you guys. After a bizarre and disturbing incident at the funeral of the uh, Bartisha Martian Savage, 
The McRae and the Savage family look forward to a restful and relaxing summer at Bedlam on the Alabama Gulf Coast, where three Victorian houses rise above the shimmering beach. Two of the houses are habited, while the third is slowly and mysteriously being buried beneath an enormous dune of bundly white sand. But through long, uninhabited... Shit, I just read another sentence. My bad. In a way, something that has terrified Dauphin Savage, the Lurker McCray, since there were boys, which still haunts her. Sorry, I'm just trying to find my place again. Kind of walking around in circles here. Alright. Doing a bridge of the white sand. Sorry about that, I kind of lost my place. But through long, uninhabited, the third house is not empty. Inside, something deadly lies in wait. Something that has terrified Dauphin Savage and Larkin McCray since they were boys. And which still haunts their nightmares. Something horrific that may be responsible for several terrible and unexplained deaths years earlier. And is now ready to kill again. So in a way, this story is a ghost story. But not necessarily. And I wish I can say there's more detail into what they are. But all you know is that they're referred to as the elementals. And they take form of sand. Now, (laughs) I know that's a dumb concept. But when the action really hits, you get into it. You're terrified of the sand. You're terrified of what's going to happen to these characters because you've already fallen in love with them. You're on the edge of the seat. You're afraid. You're scared for them. You want them to survive. And people that you don't want to die, ironically die. And it's just... I'm not really going to get into spoilers. It's really a novel. I highly recommend any horror fan going out of their way and reading it. It's actually really worth your time. It's fun. It's action-packed. Towards the end, it really does build on that southern goth. And you get to deal with these beautiful Victorian houses that are described in great detail. You get to deal with a great summer read. And that's where I'm going to classify this novel as a summer read. I don't think this book is by any means worth reading during Halloween or Christmas. I kind of read it um, during the winter time, so that's my fault. But it's a great summer read and it's really fun to read. Michael McDonald will blow your mind and he will make you fall in love with his writing. It's very poetic in a way. Not in a Ray Bradbury kind of way, but in a very Michael McDonwell kind of way. I really liked it, and I highly recommend you read it. Check out Valancourt Books. Check out The Elementals. He has other books. I just recently purchased two. I have Cold Moon Over Babylon and Katie, which is kind of the orphan meets Michael Myers. It's like the orphan meets Halloween kind of thing. So I'm very excited to read that. 
But The Elementals is a very different type of ghost book. It's nothing like Shirley Jackson's Haunting of Hill House or R- Richard Matheson's Hell House. But it's very good. It's a very different ghost story. It's, it's a different animal that no one's played with before. And I'm surprised they got lost in the mist. Along with other great horror paperbacks that I hope to talk about in this channel. But I highly recommend you read The Elementals. Michael McDonald will blow you away. As you're reading it, just keep in mind, this dude helped write Beetlejuice, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Tales from the Dark Side. This guy is no joke, and he brings a lot of horror to the table. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Ghost Hammer. It's very sloppy, but I kind of want it to be this way to show you how original a podcast can be and how you can make it yourself. I mean, I know I have background noise and... I kind of lost my place reading the back of the book. But I want this to be a raw, fun podcast that you pop in every night and listen to. Where I talk books, movies, horror games, horror comics, anything spooky, anything that goes bump in the night. If I find out a folktale, like last episode, I'll probably tell it to you guys. I kind of just want this to be fun and raw. And very different from the norm. Um, but I highly recommend you keep listening. Highly recommend ele- Elementals. And I highly recommend you have a spooky night. This has been David B. Death. And this is the second episode of Ghost Hammer. Hopefully next week I talk about something else. I think I'll touch upon a movie. I got done watching a horror film called Summer of 84. And man, did that movie blow me away. And I can't wait to tell you guys about it. So let's geek out on some horror. Have an amazing night. And tune in next week. When we get down and dirty in the graveyard. With more scary books. Scary movies. And scary things. Have a good night.